Hello, I'm Sarah Robson and you're listening to the Durham Roarcast. Hello everybody and welcome to the latest edition of the Durham Roarcast, a podcast all about Durham Women's Football Club. Thank you very much for liking, subscribing and downloading this latest episode. Well, a little bit of a confession. Regular listeners will realise I'm a little bit late in dropping this latest episode. It usually comes out Friday night, Saturday morning before the Sunday game. So, unless you're uh, listening to it a lot later, it has dropped a little bit too near to the game against Sheffield United in the Continental Cup. I'll hold my hands up. I'll apologise. It is all my fault. But there's a story behind it. And because of that story, the podcast is as you will find it. And I hope you all enjoy it. So it was on Thursday morning. The club had organised a phone interview with Ellie Christon, uh, Durham Women's right back. Um, long-standing right back, as you'll discover. Um, if you don't know how many appearances she's made, keep listening. I'm sure I mentioned it at least once. Um, <laughs> so, organise this phone interview with Ellie. She was on her way to a conference, and it was as I phoned her up. I discovered that my phone does not record phone conversations, and I thought it would. So we had to postpone the interview until after the conference. I've then used the the commentary desk that we use for matches and put the, the phone call all the way through that. And I'm very glad I did because in doing that and starting the recording as soon as I press dial, you have what you are about to hear. We started the interview midway through the conversation and... If I hadn't pressed record before it, you would have missed some great, great information from Ellie. Hello? Hello, Ellie. You okay? Hi. Yeah, good. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Um, thank you for doing this. Um, no problem. How was the conference? Oh, it was great. Yeah, it said interesting stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Oh, cool. Is is that all part of your being a coach for the university? Yeah, so um, it's the UKSDA conference, the Strength and Conditioning Association. Um, and yeah, so as I guess I've been at Durham coaching in the gym for, I think, September 2016 I started. Right. Um, so quite a while now. Um, yeah. So that's quite a, fun. That's a lot of your... Um, Durham career in football as well, isn't it? Because you, you were yeah, there yeah, yeah. I think it was probably one of the well. It it's all weird how it's worked out, really. Um, Luke, who works at Team Durham, was my first S and C coach as a footballer. Mm-hmm. Um, I was fourteen years old um, when I started with him, maybe fifteen, and he um, was kind of the guy who um, sort of led me down the internship route and I I was in my university third year and we had a placement option and I went and because I knew him I was like oh can I do it at Durham with you and he was like yeah and then I think he saw me coaching for a week and getting involved and you know had that curiosity about it all and he was like why don't you do our internship 
Um, we we do it here at Team Durham. Um, I think they've stopped they've stopped doing it now, but um, at the time it was, you know, you, you paid you paid some money, you got the the hands on experience, and you um, got some qualifications whilst you did it. Um, so it was a really good experience actually, and I think it's yeah, it, it did have an impact in where where I went to football as well. Um, so I was in my third year at uni, I was travelling to Sunderland at the time, which was obviously a lot of miles. And then when he said that in my third year, I was like, oh, well, that makes sense. I could, you know, live at home. And and Durham had just formed um, sort of when I was doing it. Yeah. And um, I was in and around, um, you know, the Maiden Castle and people were t- talking to me and like, why don't you come and play for the team? So, yeah, that's kind of how it all came about. Oh. Now, I haven't actually started the interview but I might use that. <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant. Um, <laughs> um, so 175 caps later, yeah. here, here you are, um, and you never know, possibly a future coach of uh, Durham Women's Football Club as well. Yeah, potentially. Um, yeah, hopefully <laughs> down down the line. Um, I guess I'm, I'm kind of put, I've got two feet in the, you know, different. I've got my hands in different uh, pots, or whatever the saying is. Um, so I'm, I've got that general conditioning background, um, which I really enjoy, and, and being in the, the university environment, great place to learn um, the trade kind of. But I'm also doing football coaching as well. So I've, I've you know, been and done a couple of badges and um, in and around the RTC, helping out, and and now I'm doing the Durham Women. University first team, um, just finished the USB um, this year, and yeah, so I'm really enjoying that side of it too. And and obviously, I'm um, just turned 29, and hopefully, I've got a good few amount of seasons left. But um, I guess I'm looking into to staying in the game post playing as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, brilliant, brilliant! Women's footballers seem to have a longer career than men, so. Usually, men are probably finished unless they're a goalkeeper by thirty-five, aren't they? Is mm-hmm. it is it because women's footballers have been part-time for quite a while? Is that why they've got a longer career, or is it just the women's physicality? Mm, I think potentially probably leaning towards the first one. Right. Um, I guess slightly less um, developed or later developed. Um, you know, we've we've got Grace Air in our team who I think she didn't pick up football till she was twelve, which is oh. quite late. Um so yeah, probably a mixture of that and you know, not, not training so much or so intense at that that age and maybe being a bit kinder to your bodies yeah. um throughout the yeah, throughout over the years and those developmental years. Um good question though. Um Max thirty now I think isn't she and yeah. she's just an absolute machine you know she's, yeah. she's black um, and then Jess Clark's 33 like we've got we've got an older team there's a lot of us that are in our late 20s early 30s um, and still although <laughs> everyone aches and and joints are sore and stuff and that's a definite issue with female footballers and, and the knees but yeah I feel like everyone's you know, in pretty good shape, and um, we're physically 
got a couple of years left in us, definitely. So another 175 to come at least. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be disappointed if I didn't get to two, 200, 250. <laughs> well, fingers crossed. I'm sure it'll happen. Um, so now now the interview proper. <laughs> um, so 175 caps. You've been there from the beginning. What's changed at Durham? It, of course, it's, it's obvious to our supporters, but from being in the inside and seeing it grow, how, how would you describe all, all the changes over the... The ten seasons. Wow, um, <laughs> that's a long question. Yeah, it's a big one. Um, yeah, I guess there's, there's a lot of things that have remained the same um, in terms of personnel. You know, Lee and Dawn, and um, you know, there's a core group of players that have been there from the beginning, or even earlier than when the WSL was created. You know, in the grassroots um, side of Durham, so that that is cool, um, which is probably doesn't happen. Uh, often in other clubs which is kind of unique um, but yeah there's so much has changed and loads of details on and off the pitch you know um, from the kit to travel to um, our gym programs to you know the support around medical and nutrition and um, other aspects to improve performance um, yeah it's it has massively grown leaps and bounds and, you know, the sponsorship and the money that's involved, like it's only growing and and that's down to um, a lot of things that Lee's done off the pitch and it's down to the fans growing um, year on year and, you know, actually coming to some games and being like, whoa, actually, these girls can play and I think, you know, it's across the the whole of women's football with the Euros and the World Cups and, you know, all the the growth that that's had has impacted our club in great ways and, and our league as a whole. Um, it's only ever going to keep getting better, I think, with the more visibility that we, we get and the more sponsorship and people coming forward wanting to be involved, yeah, and watch. So... I'm I'm jumping ahead of myself because cap 175 didn't go according to plan, and this season, well, the home matches were unbeaten. The away matches we we have lost, and some fans maybe the expectation now that we're full time, the expectation has changed a little bit. I don't know whether that's yeah. a northeast thing, or whether it's because we're full time now, but I remember. One of my first matches, there were probably less than sixty supporters, and most of them were family of yeah. of the players. And now, last game, eight hundred odd, um, and of course we've already sold out the Man United Continental Cup game and all these kind of things. So massive changes, and we're still in transition, aren't we? We're still growing. Yeah, I think it. You know, I think because of the trajectory of the club and the results and our year-on-year improvement on the pitch and off the pitch, you know, it's only ever going to be um, natural to to expect more and to expect us to win. And, and we all feel the same, you know, we're, we're fans of the club as well. We want to do our best and we want to keep, you know, progressing year on year. And I think that is the natural thing. We, we're disappointed that we're not doing that at the moment. Um, doesn't mean it's not going to happen. I think it's just a, like you say, a transitional period that we're all getting used to and 
Um, it, you know, changes in personnel, changes in coaches. You know, it does take time. Changes in um, training load. Um, that whole shift of mentality to this is our sole focus is it's only going to be different and something we need to to get used to. Um, I think as well with the you know the the league and the way it's going and everybody else is doing the same thing or has been doing this for a couple of seasons. Um, you know, there's three quarters of the league now that are full time. I think um, so. Everybody's improving. Um, you know, everybody's caught up. I guess, um, and it's it's even more competitive than it ever has been. So I think that challenge is is huge. Um, we can't expect it to just happen overnight. It's it's a process that we have to like stick to um, and and keep going at. And yeah, I think. We are building something. There's, there's positive glimpses in, in all the performances, even though we have lost a couple. Um, and it's just remembering and, and you know not giving up and making sure we we keep fighting to, to correct things and making sure we can you know sustain that level of performance for longer periods. And, and as you say, the the core group of players hasn't changed for a very long time. You've grown together. Um, you've begun full time together as well. So when it comes, it will come. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, off the pitch, um, if you if you're spending this much time with people, you know, you wanna you wanna make sure that your team environment is, is good and healthy and people enjoy spending time together and I think we do have that. You know, we all get on really well, um, which massively helps on field performance and I think the massive um, that is a massive element of, of performance is that togetherness and the mental aspect of you know um, working together and, and having that commitment and um, togetherness is so important. So 175 appearances. What's been your highlight? It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> a good question. I think just. I think the the Man United games that we've had of both, like we had one at New Farns Park, which was I think we won three two, um, unbelievable like atmosphere and um, the Chelsea game when we they came to New Farns Park, it was one nil to them, but we you know we held them for a long period of time and the crowd was insane. The first time like a lot of us had ever played in front of that many people and. I think it, you just got a sense of like where football is going, where women's football is going, and it was really inspiring to be a part of it. And and like you say, that the, the, to see the growth of the club um, on and off the pitch um, was kind of it was surreal um, and a bit like um, humbling. Um, so it was cool to be a part of that. And then obviously the recent um, Conti Cup game when they came to us, Man United two uh, two. And that was an unbelievable atmosphere under the lights, and to to be the underdogs and to get that point. And yeah, we lost on penalties, and it was in the, only in the cup, but kind of you know made us realise that we can compete against them teams if you know if, if everything goes well on the day, and we're at our best, we can we can do it. So it kind of gave us the hope and the belief in ourselves that we can, you know, we should be believing in ourselves to do it and of course we've got Man United coming back at the end of the month but this Sunday we're we're in the Continental Cup against Sheffield United who we've already played 
How do you see it going? Yeah, it's a tough one. It, I think we're kind of neck and neck. Um, we've had a lot of results where we've won against them, um, and then there's been a couple of results where we haven't. So um, they are a tough opponent, um, and I think they do kind of play similarly to us. Um, yeah, we played them in pre-season and won, and obviously they've beaten us in the league, so it could go either way. Um, we just we have to focus on ourselves and make sure that we're, you know, backing ourselves to do it because we can beat anybody on our day. And home advantage should definitely help, shouldn't it? Especially in a cup. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think so. I think it helps us relax a little bit, um, knowing that they're behind us and. It's a good atmosphere, and I think you, your your adrenaline is heightened when you're at home, um, for whatever reason that is. But I think, yeah, we love the crowd. We love playing in front of the crowd, and um, we're so lucky that we've got a great fan base now. Brilliant. One last question. So we, we've mentioned you're going to get to about 350 appearances and more. Um, what else are you aiming for in the rest of your football career? I think realistically like to get promoted with Durham would be an absolute achievement and I'd be happy to retire I think it would mm-hmm. be unbelievable um, just a small club like us um, competing against the Giants so I'd be pretty happy retiring if we, we could do that um, yeah individually I, I just want to keep you know like you say racking up the, the appearances trying to get more assists, more goals. Um, but yeah, just helping the team to get promoted, I think. Um, I enjoy, I would enjoy that. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you very much, Ellie. Thank you for doing this. No problem. Cheers. Thank you, Ellie, for talking to me and for putting up with all the technical difficulty. It's very kind of you. Sunday's game against Sheffield United in the Continental Cup at home at Maiden Castle. 12 o'clock kickoff, and if you haven't got a ticket, you can probably get one at the gate. If not, Durham Hospital Radio will be bringing live commentary of the game via their website, www.dhradio.org.uk, and uh, scroll all the way down to the bottom of the page for the Listen Live link. Beforehand, the Durham team will be warming up in special T-shirts uh, inside out uh, with the hashtag Ask Me Why, uh, supporting the If You Care Share charity. Um, we'll have more on that in our next podcast. Thank you very much for listening to this latest edition of the podcast. Admittedly, a little bit different, but I hope you appreciated it and uh, enjoyed the chat with Ellie Christon as much as I did. Please continue to like, subscribe and download. Spread the roar to your friends, fellow supporters, anyone else who might be interested. You can follow us on Instagram, that's at Durham Rawcast, as well as Facebook and Twitter with the same handle. You can contact us via email, that's uh, durhamrawcast at hotmail.com. Uh, please send in suggestions, comments. Uh, if you'd like to share with us your bit of audio for Meet the Fan, introducing yourself, telling us your first game, your favourite player, your favourite memory, 
that will be gratefully received and used in a future podcast. The Durham Rawcast is a MIDI media production. Thanks very much for listening and we'll see you again soon. Bye-bye. Listen to the Durham Rawcast. It's perfect.